What up artists? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm the creative director and founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. This is the Art Pays Me podcast and I'm passionate about finding ways that people like you and me can make a living for ourselves off of our creativity and you know maybe we can make the world a better place at the same time. Let's get into it. Okay, welcome to Art Pays Me. We have Jordan Bernecki on today. So Jordan, thank you for doing the show. And um, Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so what is it exactly that you do? Uh, so I'm a professional artist uh, that works in the realm of drawing. Uh, I've started to venture into installations and hopefully quite quickly into the future, uh, hopefully in the fall, I'll be venturing to Vancouver to pursue public art. And so the transition from kind of doing uh, traditional kind of ink drawings to installations to public art is to find different ways to socially engage uh, the viewer in kind of the importance of art. So I think kind of with our contemporary culture, a better way to do that is through larger scale and interactive um, installations. Mm. So like you're really trying to immerse people in, in things more so than having them on screens. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I think the, cause I think, you know, traditionally you could go to a gallery and uh, you know, it was paintings and drawings uh, on a wall and it was, um, you know, you, you could sit with, with the work and, you know, contemplate uh, different things about your life. But now there's something about uh, contemporary art that really needs to, engage the senses more and um it, yeah it needs to be so impactful that we need to put our phones away <laughs> to check it out got you so like you know incorporating sound texture like just all different sort of elements beyond just looking at something absolutely yeah like my my kind of primary interests are um somewhere within the realm of maybe audio and light and potentially something that people can kind of do with their hands. So that's something that I kind of think about too, is that if, if their hands aren't, uh, you know, occupied with a phone, uh, because they need to be doing something within an installation or a engaging festival artwork or something like that, um, then there, there might be something that uh, they, they really get out of the artwork. Right. Okay. So where did you grow up actually? Yeah, so I grew up in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Um, it's a city in the middle of Canada. Uh, <laughs> right now, it's very cold, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So I, I grew up here. Okay, I'm not f- really familiar with it. Is it like a big city or it's kind of small? Like, uh, small it's it's not too- oh, sorry, go ahead. Hey, no worries. Yeah, it's it's not too big. It's um, I, I think like a three hundred thousand. Kind of four hundred thousand uh, person city. Um, it's this one of the fastest growing cities in Canada right now. Um, but for whatever reason, I'm not too sure why. It's uh, I mean, it's nice in the summertime, but everything slows down quite a bit in the winter. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, what's the like creative community like there? Is it pretty active or not so much? Yeah, it's um, it's growing fantastically enough. Um, when I was in when I was at NASCAD in Halifax, uh, I graduated in 2016, and there were some kind of some major things happening in Saskatoon. So they were uh, they were gearing up to um, 
have the grand opening of their major major gallery called the uh, Ramey Modern. So um, fantastically enough, I was involved with uh, with that organization while um, we were setting up to open it. And uh, yeah, I had noticed that it kind of filled the gap with um, you know some uh, uh, you know just kind of the the larger public. Um, you know, being able to have this kind of space to actually engage with uh, some very high, high class art. And so, yeah, so that kind of that kind of put a put a bigger stamp on Saskatoon um, for for art. And then um, I've been involved in kind of the, the artist run center community as well. So I'm a board member at one of the, the local galleries here, too. So I see a lot of different kind of art coming in and out of the city. And it's, it's always growing, which is nice. Mm. OK. So did you always know that you want to be a, an artist like your whole life? No, <laughs> it was, uh, I think, well, in high school, it was a bit of a last resort. As silly as it sounds, I actually wanted to be a, a basketball player, uh, which <laughs> nice. I, yeah, <laughs> um, I was a little bit smaller back then. Right now I'm, uh, you know, 6'3". So I, I, if I had that growth spurt earlier, maybe maybe there would have been a chance. But um, yeah, no. Once the once the basketball thing didn't really work out, it was um, it was kind of just a decision in terms of the arts to look at my marks and see what I was really good at. It was um, a little bit. I had a kind of people pleasing mentality, you know, maybe just being always kind of coached and trained uh, for for sports. I, I thought, okay, well, somebody's rewarding me with uh, high marks, so this kind of makes sense to go into this, and so. Um, you know, it obviously started out as that and then, you know, it grew into quite a passion. So uh, my first kind of uh, interest within the arts world was uh, photography. Uh, so I really kind of really kind of gripped towards that. I really liked the, the technology and uh, just kind of I was very active. So I was always outside. So, yeah, it, it, it just seemed like the right fit for, for the start. OK. Yeah. And you seem like. Uh, I was looking at your work. You you have varied interests, and you have a ton of work. You've done a lot. So, do you feel like that athletic mentality of like trying to be the best basketball player sort of translated to your art? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think um, I think you actually have to be quite competitive to be an artist, and uh, uh, I think that's one thing that sometimes uh, artists definitely don't take into account that. You know, we're 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 competing against each other for, you know, spots in galleries. Um, we're convincing people that uh, our work is uh, of of importance, and um, I think that's yeah, I think that's a pretty pretty major thing in terms of being a successful artist that you really have to do consider those things. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I definitely I definitely am uh, a competitive guy. Yeah, like in, in terms of even putting yourself out there. Um... Uh, like we wouldn't have uh, this this episode wouldn't have happened it had not been for us talking on social media so mm -hmm. uh in those types of situations too i find artists maybe sometimes hesitant to reach out and say hey look why don't we blah blah, blah you know we should connect uh and mm -hmm. I, I have to give you some props for that um <laughs> well thank you <laughs> I mean, yeah. the worst case scenario is you would have said no, or you're busy. And really, it would have been no, you know, it would have been really no issue. But to to reach out, uh, I think, I mean, that's a fantastic thing about social media right now is that, uh, you know, we can really, we can really connect in, in, in a genuine way, right? Uh, you know, uh, to, to get these kinds of uh, kind of things rolling. Right, right. 
So we're both uh, NASCAD alum. Uh, you graduated way more recently than I did. <laughs> and we have uh, basketball <laughs> alum, actually. Uh, I, I'm a big basketball player. Um, Excellent. Uh, did, what, what did you study when you were at NASCAD? Yeah, so uh, NASCAD was actually the third university that I had gone to. So I went, yeah, so it, it took me uh, on and off six years and uh, three different universities to get my BFA education. So right out of high school, I was actually going to venture to Vancouver, which is, is quite funny because I'm going to be venturing there in the fall. But uh, I was going to go there to study graphic design. So I had gotten a, a scholarship to go there. Um, but it, uh, unfortunately, it was just it was a little bit out of reach uh, right out of high school. So I ended up going to the University of Saskatchewan for one year. Mm. And then I went to the Alberta College of Art and Design in Calgary for two and a half years. Technically dropped out at that point in time. I actually didn't want to be an artist. So I went back to Saskatoon and studied a year of philosophy. Um, and then it was kind of like a humming and hawing year. You know, it's like, well, do I finish this? Do I switch up, you know, my path? And uh, I kind of thought I was too far in it to not finish up. And so I ended up going out to NASCAD uh, from 2015 to 2016. And so throughout my education, uh, most of it had been in the fine arts when I decided I didn't want to actually do graphic design. Uh, so, yeah, I was um, at NASCAD studying uh, a BFA in fine arts uh, with a strong emphasis on drawing. Okay. Cool. And your your work that you do is very um, high concept. So would you say your philosophy interest sort of contributed to that? It did. It absolutely did. And I didn't know the importance of that year until I went to uh, until I went to NASCAD and decided what kind of uh, conceptual work I wanted to create uh, with these drawings. Um, but yeah, then I, I kind of went down this rabbit hole of uh, philosophy. Um, venturing into the metaphysics, which is a branch of philosophy that deals with the unknown. And um, yeah, that just kind of took me on like a whole kind of whole whirlwind of discovering, uh, you know, what the world might look like around us or, you know, how, uh, you know, these concrete objects around us interact with the space that we, we perceive as, as negative space. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so it's, uh, it, 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 it gets very in-depth. Um, but I hope, like, I kind of like to bring it back uh, to, you know, something something digestible for the viewer. And so I think that's kind of where the transition of uh, installation-based work and uh, potentially public art in the future uh, is going to go. Mm -hmm. I'm taking all of these philosophies that I learned within my drawings to transcribe them into something that I can create that's tangible or interactive for the viewer. Uh, what that might look like, I'm not too sure yet. Right. So I was checking out one of your installations, uh, Swarm Number Three. Uh, mm -hmm. That's it was very striking uh, with the black sheets and and all of that. Uh, it, it looked like a nightmare to to set up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little it's, uh, it's a little bit chaotic for sure when it's uh, when it's installed. Yeah. So, like, what was the story behind that one? Yeah, definitely. So this um, this kind of way of working actually came about from a artist residency in Poland back in 2018. So I did a, a self-guided residency in a place called uh, Łódź, Poland. So it's L-O-D-Z, but uh, none of those letters uh, pronounce the way that it's spelled. 
Um, but I'm actually of uh, Polish descent. So my dad came over to uh, Canada when he was uh, six years old with his family. And uh, I had an inclination to kind of go back to Poland and see if I was uh, going to connect with my Polish heritage or not. Mm. So that was kind of the primary focus. And um, it was funny. It turned out I was a little bit more Canadian than I expected. And that's how I, that's how I connected within the, uh, the residency. Uh, however, in terms of the work that kind of came out, it was uh, I was trying to think of ways that I could do something that was ergonomic and uh, wouldn't occupy too much space in regards to being shipped and stored. Because I didn't necessarily want to create really, really big things there and then have to ship it all the way across the world uh, to bring it back to Canada. So. Surprisingly enough, I fit everything back into my suitcase for the exhibition. And so I was using a lot of paper. Hmm. And uh, the swarm series came about from a technique that I kind of started doing where I'd poke holes into the paper, uh, run thread through it, and pull it. Mm -hmm. And so it'd create all these different organic shapes. And then what I would do is I'd pin them up on the wall and kind of create these different organizations that would uh, kind of lead a viewer's eye around a space. And uh, fantastically enough, you know, you can, uh, the Swarm series number three, uh, you know, occupies uh, this entire gallery space. Uh, however, when it comes down to it, when it's deinstalled, all of that stuff folds flat again, and it's in a folder, and it could go back into my suitcase. That's crazy. So, it's yeah, so it's, it, it was a really great way to uh, utilize these kind of two-dimensional materials and uh, things that don't necessarily occupy too much space when they're just being stored. Um, but having the capacity to do something so large, and uh, surprisingly enough, there's not a whole lot of pieces of paper within that exhibition. You know, there's maybe a couple hundred, but it, you know, it occupies, uh, it occupies an entire gallery. So uh, it was a really fantastic way of uh, finding an ergonomic design uh, that can occupy a large amount of space. Right. So me, I'm a retailer online specifically, but I really like spaces. Did you ever consider, uh, like I know you couldn't set up necessarily paper in a permanent retail space, but the, that idea, you know, working with an interior de designer or some, something like that of saying, this is what we could do in a space uh, in a more permanent space uh, with the right materials. You ever, you ever think about something like that? Absolutely. So um, venturing into public arts, um, I'm kind of considering how this swarm series can be scalable. So uh, for the paperworks, it's just a matter of quantity, right? The more quantity, the larger uh, amount of space that can be occupied. But what, you know, what's stopping me from using aluminum or uh, using steel in, you know, large, like in a park or something like that? Or uh, even, you know, a couple other dreams is, you know, having some kind of installation uh, at like Coachella or Burning Man where these, uh, you know, th maybe these sheets of paper are translucent and light up or they're colorful and engaging in that way. So uh, the cool thing about the Swarm series is that I'm considering how this thing can, you know, take on a take on different lives. And uh, I think that's kind of um, that is kind of the work that really is resonating with me now is that uh, I want to find things that I can build on instead of just kind of like a, you know, kind of like a one one-stop kind of shop thing where it's just you know it's it's a project and then it's done like there's definitely an importance for those but there's yeah. also an opportunity to build something from uh you know this swarm series that is simply paper thread and pins 
um, but have the capacity for it to be scalable to a to a very to a very large scale. Right. Right. Okay. Cool. So another question. Someone like sure. me, I've been, you know, tinkering with the idea of leaning more into the fine art world. I, I'm more of a, a graphic designer by trade. Um, uh, how does one, do you, are you working on like establishing relationships with, with galleries all the time or are you kind of more, um, do galleries matter, I guess, in, in today? Well, hey, that's a very good question. Um, galleries are changing, I think. Um, you know, there's there's the traditional ones in Europe, obviously that uh, that house all of the the masters, right? Uh, so those are those are still very very important uh, to kind of see where you know where our history started. Um, but I think there's always been um, this kind of need for you know new and interactive art uh, in uh, a less traditional sense. So there's there's a change that's happening within the galleries, and I think they're recognizing it too. That their viewers uh, and the people that come through the doors, they really want to, they want to do something more than just look at a work. Um, so I think that's what's happening is that uh, artists are catching on to that, and galleries are catching on to that too. Uh, so there's a, I'd say a, a transitional period that's been happening uh, for a little while where um, they are still important, but they definitely, they definitely are changing. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. And that makes sense because you need something more than uh, more to draw you out of your house when you're like, yeah, I could see that online. I don't need to see it. <laughs> so <think>. Very true. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very true. And yeah, I, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a take on our contemporary culture in terms of our, you know, our attention span, uh, you know, what, what we find of value. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely still important to go to galleries uh but you know i i myself have a responsibility as an artist to produce something that will that really will engage the viewers um one project that i had that was uh, a really fantastic kind of eye opener was uh being part of Nui Blanche Saskatoon so that was a festival that was originally started in Paris and then it just kind of uh cities just adopted the Nui Blanche and kind of you know, made it, uh, made it their own specific to the city. And, uh, I produced a project that was uh, poetry and projection based where I invited the viewers to create poems of their own from the words of, of mine. So they would, uh, they would cut up the different phrases on, uh, the printed pieces of paper and then actually rearrange the words so that it was a poem that resonated with them. Mm -hmm. And so, so it took away all of the, um, like all of the, uh, nervousness of creating your own poem, like thinking about your own words and putting that forward. So in in that sense, it was a way to engage people that was um, easy, but they were still creating these thought-provoking poems. And so uh, after they created the poem, I had a tech who would uh, take pictures of it, do a little bit of Photoshop magic, and then they would be presented in semi-real time on a, on a projection screen. Okay. So and then it was anonymous too. So that took away from the nervousness of somebody thinking that, you know, somebody's going to read these words and I'm going to be judged. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily know if I'm ready for that. 
so anyway, so it, it was a it was a really interesting project to uh, engage like with the with the general public in in a kind of social manner um, that was impactful enough that people really wanted to create these poems and they really wanted them to be seen. Um, but it took away from all the nervousness of being judged and being, uh, you know, having their name tacked to it. But it was no less impactful, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, you, what would you like, say someone like coming up today, what, what, what advice would you give them to, if they wanted to pursue like a fine art, career path because a lot you know a lot of I, I interview people in various different um who practice very different uh creative pursuits uh, very few actually do the act like the full-on fine art process though uh what mm-hmm. advice do you give to someone who's like really like intent on doing that right um yeah, that's a really good question because I, well, I originally thought I was going to be a graphic designer. Uh, I thought I was going to be working with a company, uh, you know, creating work for a client. And then uh, for myself personally, uh, I felt it was kind of restricting in terms of uh, what I wanted to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, in terms of pursuing a fine arts degree, uh, I would say to, to really keep yourself open to exploring all different kinds of mediums right off the start. Um, almost think about it as like a funnel where you where you start very broad. Uh, you explore all different kinds of mediums, all different kinds of things. And I think that's I think that's really important. So it's um, you know there's lots of times I would say within a fine arts education where uh, you know I've been uh, pushed to try something new or I've been pushed to consider a new idea. And obviously I have a little bit of resistance to that because I think just by human nature we're all we're all kind of geared to our own interests. Um, so like, well, we, we don't necessarily want to deviate too far away, but uh, to have an open mind is, uh, is a pretty big thing within the fine arts world and to let it just kind of take you wherever it's going to. Because um, I would have never expected after six years to be uh, doing the stuff that I'm doing right now. There was no way that I could have predicted that. Right. Do you feel like, um, I mean, you said you're op- being open when you're in school, because actually that was something that I found interesting about my experience in NASCAD is, I had a very specific, I, I basically used to just draw manga characters. <laughs> that was basically all right. I did. <laughs> uh, but then like, I don't know, forced is the wrong word, but being like in a structured situation where you're kind of like encouraged to do a bunch of different things, it did open up different pathways for me. Uh, that, you know, Absolutely, man. To, yeah, and I think... Uh... I think within like the graphic design and illustration world, I mean, it's really, it's set out a little bit more than the fine art. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, and you know what, when I was actually younger, I was, uh, I was drawing manga characters and Pokemon and Digimon and all these different kinds of uh, cartoon characters. And I just kind of kept it open. And that was a little stint that I did when I was a kid. And then uh, I started to venture into different kinds of things. So I think even from the start, I was a very uh, explorative uh, child. Um, but yeah, you're right. In terms of uh, graphic design and illustration within a, a university sector, it's um, it's a little bit more guided, I would say, than the fine arts side of things. Mm. Cool. So um, I understand you you want to 
uh, check to move to uh, Vancouver to pursue your installation um, path. Are you going to school for that or just looking? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm still uh, waiting in suspense until April to hear about the uh, schools that I've applied for. Okay. Um, and then after that kind of happens, then uh, my girlfriend and I were making the move uh, to Vancouver. So she's pursuing some uh, schooling as well. Uh, and so when I was doing a little bit of research in terms of what I wanted to, to see uh, for, for my future as an artist, um, I ventured into you know, public arts and I, I found it that it could be a, a really big challenge in a good way. Like it, it seemed like it was something that I really wanted to pursue uh, because it would be difficult. Uh, but Vancouver is a very uh, great place for public artists, uh, supported by their city. And it is um, it's funded quite well. So uh, I thought it was going to be, and I think it's going to be a very good choice to to pursue that, at least as a starting point. Yeah. Cool. I yeah, I went to Vancouver last year. Actually, really, really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, it does have it's it's kind of a weird city because it's kind of big, but yet still has this laid back feel. I'm, I'm guessing it's the ocean or something, but. <laughs> well you and i know that from halifax it's kind of similar <laughs> yeah yeah it is it's i was i wasn't expecting it to be for people to be that uh that laid back to be honest so yeah very very true yeah yeah it's uh it's interesting to it's interesting to go into a new city uh and kind of feel out the vibe you kind of it's 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 kind of almost you you can kind of assume what kind of what kind of flavor of uh, lifestyle you're going to get or uh, and I guess maybe creatively you're going to figure out what kind of creative artists they're going to be coming out of uh, coming out of that uh, that city. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And too, like they seem there's a lot more like nature uh, incorporated in the urban spaces too, which for me that was that kind of was inspirational for me i really like that idea i i love urban spaces but i also love nature so i like seeing them come together like that um definitely so where can people find you online if they want to look up your work absolutely so my uh instagram handle is just uh jordan baronecki all all one word uh, i have a, a facebook page as well that's uh jordan baronecki art yeah. And then uh, my website as well is just jordanbaranecki.com. I made a pretty conscious effort to uh, <laughs> secure all domains that had my had my name on it. Uh, very smart, very smart. Yeah. yeah, that's the businessman in me. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes people, you know, they, they got the different one handles for every single thing, and then it's hard to find you, and it's all, you know, one place, one one name, one one thing, and across the board, and people know where you are absolutely yeah anything else you want to talk about share um i think we covered quite a bit fantastically enough i uh yeah i think we're good man i think we're good all right well jordan thank you this was uh this was fun um always good to to connect with a fellow artist and basketball player too uh absolutely and, uh, yeah, uh, keep me updated on what's going on with you. And thanks again for doing our page. Sounds good. I really appreciate your time. All right. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Art Page Me podcast. Thank you to Langy Beats for the theme music. 
If you got anything out of this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. The more you do this, the more reach the podcast gets, and the more artists I can help learn to make a living at what they love. If you want to know more about what I do, hit me up at artpaysme.com or at artpaysme on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. See y'all next time.